Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, it's Saturday, and we're at the White Stallion Ranch, so that must mean it's time for another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It certainly is, and it certainly is. Howdy, howdy, and howdy, and howdy, all. Well, howdy uh, yourself. Howdy. I'm Harry Alexander. You Bun- sure. I, I think, anyway, Bunker to France across the table there. That's me over here. In Los Angeles. In L.A. It is our colleague and very good friend, Todd Roberts. Hola, L.A., Mr. Roberts. Gentlemen, how are we? We be fine, sir. So happy to be with you today. Yes, indeed. We're Absolutely. so happy to beetle with you, too. It, it's a wonderful day to be on this side. Yes. Although, wait, it's the 15th. Oh, wait, they moved tax day, didn't 18th. they? 18th. 18th. Tuesday. I've already done mine. I've got my returns already. Ooh. Aren't you efficient? No, I, I had it done the middle of February. I always wait. When you don't have that much income, it isn't that hard. Well, when you have no income, it isn't that <laughs> it's hard. Even I mean, easier. you know. Yeah. But anywho, uh, let's see. Today we're going to talk about uh, Boyd Majors, uh, his website, westernclippings.com, and his great newspaper called Western Clippings. And I'll tell you what, I'm sitting here looking at number 169, spring 2023, special issue number four. And I'll tell you what, this is a special. I've I've been in love with his publication for years, and he went to a, a bigger format, much more detail, more more covers more ground and this is the best one yet i'm just got my tickled pink green and yellow oh well okay all the colors of the rainbow oh, don't talk about rainbow <laughs> you're not gonna you're gonna pop a bud light on me are you <laughs> <laughs> i heard something about that but i can't <laughs> you've got some housekeeping to do oh you? yes indeedy well first off uh tomorrow for all of you folks that like to celebrate birthdays, born in 1904 was Mr. Alfonso Bedoya. And he's not going to show you no doggone dirty badgers. <laughs> or badgers, for that matter. <laughs> now, for the... This is, this is, this is kind of neat. For all you folks that like free stuff, and I don't know anybody that doesn't, and this is a free movie. In fact, it's a free movie, Outdoors Under the Stars. It's a free outdoor screening at the Empire Ranch in Sonoida. It'll be next Saturday, that's May 20th, at 8 p.m., sundown. Be out, be out there by sundown. Please bring your own seating and blankets, because it is outdoors. Uh, filmed in The film is Gunman's Walk. It was filmed at the Empire Ranch in Sonoida. And the ranch is located on East Empire Ranch Road, which is about seven miles north of Sonoda, three miles back in, paved all the way. Uh, the screening is part of the Loft Film Fest on the road, made possible by a grant from the National Endowment of the Arts with support from Desert Diamond Casinos and Entertainment. And don't forget to take a light with you, a uh, flashlight, yes. uh, because there's no outside lighting there, no. well, very, or very little. And don't forget to take some bug spray, because it's getting to be that time of year. Yes, it is. And uh, one other thing, normally in the past they've had a chuck wagon there. They're not doing that this year. But they, at the last board meeting, they decided to pop for a popcorn machine, so they'll have fresh, hot popcorn uh, the smell of it whiffing through the air all during the movie. I proposed that to the board five years ago. Oh, I <laughs> they, they put it at the top of their list yeah, of things they sure did. forget. So, uh, so, in other words, we should bring our own refreshments. Uh, I get, uh, Well, I think they'll have water, but I don't... So we should bring our own refreshments. <laughs> yeah, especially especially if you want the kind that's illegal on the on the government property out there. Oh hell yeah, we're always we're all about that. That's that's the flask, guys. <laughs> we don't know anything about flasks. Okay, now here's another one. Now this is this is way off in our future, but I thought I'd bring it up now because I can, and because this is the kind of thing that we want to get behind, I think. It'll be the 30th reunion of the movie Tombstone. Wow. There will be autograph signing, actor symposium, 
Moscow, Moscow, <laughs> Moscow movie set, <laughs> Buckaroos Night, a parade and more. And if you're up to it, it's June 23rd to the 25th. This is an epic. And you'll get to meet the stars that'll be there, some of the people that are booked, subject to availability and, and still still breathing. Dana Wheeler Nicholson, who's uh, Maddie Earth, Michael Bean, he's Johnny Ringo, did a wonderful job. Yep. Uh, Johanna Pacula was Kate at Home Record. John Robert Burke was Frank McLowry. I was Frank McLowry in the documentary. Yes, you were. Uh, John Philpin is Tom McLowry. Peter Sorrento, the great Peter Sorrento, this guy, this guy should get recognition more than this. Uh, it's Texas Jack Vermillion. And our old buddy Chris Mitchum with the ranch foreman for Charlton Heston at the, at the uh, well, I can't remember the name of the guy. What was Slaughter? Yeah, it was Slaughter Ranch. Yeah. And there's more stars to come. It says follow them on Facebook, Tombstone 30th Class Reunion, and special thanks to the Miljevic family. And that's all I got now, but later on in the future, hopefully I can bring you more up to date. 30 years since Tombstone was released. I have the director's cut of that uh, D- that DVD and I bought off of my nephew. He says, you, you want this? I don't think I'm into it. What? Yeah, I know. And uh, I said, you want to sell it? He said, yeah, I'll sell it. Now what you want? Yeah, give me a buck. <laughs> Has he got anything else he wants to sell? No, he, he makes movies. Oh, he makes movies. Yeah, but and he doesn't like westerns. And, you know, I uh, he does horror movies, and what he does is really good. And we'll just leave it at that. I not got, my genre. I'm, I'm boycotting him if he doesn't. Not my genre. All right, let's get to western clippings here. Uh, Todd, you got anything before we want to start, or what? Well, I uh, just. Uh, on the story of uh, the director's cut of Tombstone, it was, of course, made by the great George Cosmatos, and I used to go to a cigar lounge here in Beverly Hills, and he would come in once in a while, but one day he came in, he was there, he was just sitting there, he wasn't leaving, and I was sitting there looking at him, and as you guys know, my son's name is Wyatt, and my dog's name is Doc Holliday, so right. I think you yep. get the gist of my thought process and where I where I stand and I'm kind of looking at him kind of staring with a big smirk on my face and he says why you look at me <laughs> he had a very thick thick Greek accent and I said because you made one of my favorite films oh really which one <laughs> I said tombstone I made that you one. like my movie <laughs> I said, yes, I love Tombstone. And I tell him about my son and my dog and so on. He goes, oh, it's a good movie. I said, yes, it is. It's a very good movie. I said, would you be offended if I brought you my director's cut uh, DVD one day and you signed it? He goes, offended? Maybe I like you then. I said, okay, there you go. There you go. So that's my that's my Tombstone DVD story. That's a great story. Well, you know, speaking of TV, or, or not DVDs, but uh, they've they've started running Gene Autry half hours again, Yeehaw. the black and white and the colors. And every Saturday morning at seven o'clock, I turn on my TV set and watch two episodes. Nice. And I'll tell you what, I had not, I did not watch that many Autrys when I was a kid, and I. I I don't know why I didn't, because they are good. Well, they are. They are. Very good stories, good acting. And this is an interesting side side story. Uh, at one point during the series, Pat Buttram was injured, and so he was out for quite a while. And last week, Chill Wills shows up in the episode, and he's wearing Pat's outfit. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he, he covered him for a while. And then this week, it was Fuzzy Night doing two episodes, exact same outfit. I mean, you know, they didn't even get new wardrobe for the, <laughs> the sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's exciting. Oh, here's another thing that's in, that's in here. There is a Mr. Ed Memorial. Uh, it's look, Where is it located out here? It's located just north, north of Tolliquall on Highway 82. And... Uh, 
That's Tahlequah, Oklahoma, by the way. Just oh, go on, Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, not too far from where my mother grew up. Not too far from where my mom grew up in Stigler, Oklahoma. Wow. Oklahoma's got a great history of westerns, but most of them are people from Oklahoma, not filming it. Well, making the uh, Cimarron Strip and yeah, uh, you know, oh, it's a great place to set the stories. Yeah, they, don't film the, they made Oklahoma over here. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. All right, Bunker, who is this guy, Boyd Majors, that we're talking about? Well, Boyd Majors is an old-time radio guy, uh, probably probably one of the most knowledgeable men when it comes to Western movies and serials especially. He even knows about the cowboy circuses and stuff that these guys did and their, their road shows, whatnot, uh, the horses. He just... He, for years, he dealing in memorabilia. Uh, he still sells stuff, kind of like a clearinghouse. And in fact, let me open, let me go all the way to the back here. There's a, a little page in there. It says miscellaneous for sale, and in it they've got pictures. And there's a, a Roy Rogers shooting iron. There's a Gene Autry pistol, and there's a Roy Rogers pistol. And then further down here, there's a Roy Rogers. Cap shooting carbine rifle. Cool. A couple of uh, couple of lunch boxes. A Roy Rogers Double R Bar Ranch lunchbox and a Roy Rogers Chow wagon with no thermos though. So you might want to stay away from that. And then just all kinds of stuff. And if you go on his site, uh, there is a ton of stuff that you you know memorabilia, the kind of stuff that you never think about until you see it, and then you just you just you crave it. And he's got a uh, book out now, apparently. It's Several books. A uh, tenth book, according to his website. It says it's a gathering of guns, a half-century history of TV westerns from 1949 to 2001. I have it. You do have that I one. I have it, yes. It's, a, it's an essential book. If you want to know about westerns, uh, TV westerns, breaks it down, great great photographs, everything like that. Oh, what have I got here? Hell, here you go. This is a, kind of an interesting thing. Are you are you rascals familiar with Wallace McDonald? Wallace McDonald, yes. He was an actor and became a director and a producer. Silence. Well, he went from silence into, into talking. Uh, he was actually starred in Fighting with Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. And then in, as a producer, he started with Ambush at Tomahawk Gap in 53. Moved on to Nebraska. He did a ton of these with Phil Carey, uh, David Bryan, and uh, who was the other guy I told you? I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out here. Uh, he did Massacre Canyon, The Outlaw Stallion, Black Dakotas, Wyoming Renegades, Apache Ambush, Fury at Gunsight Pass. I mean, just on and on and on. I have that put a piece of food on my page here. How did I get there? I must have been eating when I was reading that. Yeah, oh, the White Squaw. Yeah, what do we got? The Phantom Stagecoach. Oh, that's the other guy I was trying to think of. William Bishop, who's has never really gotten his due recognition because he was good. And then Guy Madison did The Hard Man, which... Uh, I think that's a really underrated Madison uh, movie. Guy Madison was underrated, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I think anyway. Oh, definitely. He looked good. He was handy. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a shame. Well, but you know, it's I guess it's the vagarities, and, you know, and also even back then it was the Hollywood uh, publicity machine. You know, the the big studios put all the money on the big stars and. The little guys, they were lucky to get a, an interview in, in the uh, neighborhood newspaper. Oh, we, oh here we go. We've got a quickie quote from Buster Crabb. My favorite cowboys were Gary Cooper and Tom Mix. And who was the first person I saw on the lot? Cooper, in a cowboy hat and everything. They gave us a tour. You can imagine seeing Mae West on a set. We had lunch in the commissary, and I don't think we ate a thing. Melina Dickert, Gene Harlow walked by. Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, we saw them all. <laughs> this is Bub- Buster Crabby, you know, a, yeah. a gold medal Olympian, and he's like, like, like starstruck. Todd Roberts, when you were growing up, did your dad take you? I mean, I know you went on the movie set for Marty Walsh. 
and such. But did did you did you experience those kinds of things as well when you were growing up? And, and uh, was it just part of business, or were you awestruck? Well, I, I wasn't allowed to be awestruck. That was not uh, that was not allowed. I, 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 my dad had a very simple rule, and he used to say it to me often, which is children are to be seen and not heard. Uh -huh. So I've I've told the story many times about me on the set of Monty Walsh yeah. when they do the stampede of the horses down the right. down the canyon and Lee and Chet go oh Shorty's in trouble and they go in there riding in through the herd and rescue him and so on and my dad put me up he was just convinced that I was going to be in trouble <laughs> and get in danger with all those horses and find myself in the wrong place so he he put me on top of the he put me in the boom camera. Mm -hmm. And lifted me up 40, air, 40 feet up in the air, which, if you think about it, he's trying to keep me safe, and I'm 40 feet up in the air. So he's a wise man. Air, he was covering his bed. I, I'd have been in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they strap me in, and they're up in the chair, and they shoot the scene, and the horses finish, and everybody's safe. And I hear, you know, I hear cut, and I'm up in that chair, and I, that, I got somebody with me uh, who's got a smaller camera, and he's shooting a little bit of it and I see I find my dad in the crowd and I, re I look down and I go hey dad and you could just my dad had his back to me and you could see in his posture it totally changed he kind of his sh his shoulders slumped over and his head kind of sunk down into his shoulders like a like a turtle would sink its head down to its shell and you could see this shiver up go up and down his spine and he hesitated with the greatest amount of hesitation as he turned around knowing the entire time that it was me who had said it and look you know knew exactly where it was because he had put me there and he he turned around and he looked at me as if he had just taken a big coffee cup full of sand into his mouth. And he, he looked at me like, yeah. And I went, great shot, Dad. And he looked at me and he went, he took his, he took his fingers and he put them up to his lips and he went, shh, 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 shh. And he kind of gave me the, the little, with the hand, you know, going sideways like, yeah, right, be quiet. Right, right, be right. quiet. Be quiet. You're forgetting what I told you. But as I said, he never gave. He, he. We had a rule. I was allowed to go any and everywhere with him. I went to. I went to board meetings. I went to executive office buildings, uh, skyscrapers. I went to sound stages. I, I went to sets. I went to uh, uh, movie towns. I, I went to recording studios. I went everywhere. Your, Backstage, everywhere. And your brother. And, your and, brother wasn't interested in any of that. Well, my older brother worked with my dad, but it was different I because, see. you know, I kind of, my dad looked at me kind of like his pet chihuahua. <laughs> you know, uh, he took me everywhere. He loved to show me off to people. Uh, my brother, he put to work. You know, my dad loved to show me off. So when I behave really well, your brother had gets, potential. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd get a little bit of a compliment. You know, people would say, oh, is this your son? He goes, yeah. And, you know, he's. Uh, and they, you know, uh, they, somebody would say, oh, he sure is well behaved or whatever they might say. And he would go, yes, he is, <laughs> you know, and he'd have a big smile on his face. But, yeah, he took me everywhere. From the time I was about three years old, I went everywhere with him. You know, Todd, I hate, to, I hate to tell you this, but I've got, I've got to expose the truth. Your dad put you in the Chapman and stuck you up in the air, not for your safety, but so you couldn't mess up the shot down yeah, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Bunker, because, of course, there's the great Cecil B. DeMille story where he's sh shooting a huge action scene with hundreds and hundreds of ex extras on horseback, and he says to himself, you know what, he says to the crew and the assistant director, we gotta get this shot, we can't blow it. So he puts a, he puts a camera down in the dirt that the cavalry is gonna ride over. So he's got one shot there. And then he puts another uh, 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 camera um, in a truck, and um, 
it's at the at, at the end, so the, the 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 whole group is running towards them. And then he put a third camera up on a hill, looking down. So he had three shots. He thought he would intersplice them when in the editing room, and he thought, okay, I got this shot, no fail. We're all good, golden. Calls action. The thing happens. The cavalry passes by. The shot's over. It's a good six or seven minutes of footage, maybe longer. He goes to the guy who's operating the camera in the dirt, dug, you know, into a hole. He says, uh, so what do you got, Charlie? He says, uh, boss, I'm sorry, but the, it got trampled. It cracked, the, it cracked the camera, cracked the lens. We got nothing. He goes, that's okay. We got two other cameras. So he goes over and calls the guy on the, on the truck at the very end where everybody was running to, and he calls him up. He goes, what do you got, Jimmy? He says, uh, boss, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but somehow the, flu, the fuse blew, and there was no power in the truck, and the camera didn't go on. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. I got the guy up on the hill. So he gets on the bullhorn, and he screams out, Smitty, what do you got? And Smitty waves back. Anytime you're ready, boss. Anytime you're ready. <laughs> okay. There well, you go. Hey, we got to do our first okay. commercial break here. On Amal Franzi's Voices of the West, it is Saturday. We are streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson. And we'll be back with you right after these important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. Today, more than ever before, women are on the front lines of America's defense. These brave women struggle and sacrifice to help keep our country secure. They deserve to be recognized for their service as guardians of freedom. Please support the American Legion's efforts to serve the growing number of women veterans. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to. I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesternsvoicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. You're not going no place. You murderer! Hold on. I'll take care of Steve. What's the matter? What's going on? You killed my father. 
I did what? You heard me, or are you denying you even saw my father this morning? No, I saw him. I was with him when he was shot, but I didn't have any... been fired recent, too. Well, sure it has. I find that the outlaws have killed Foster. What outlaws? I never saw any. Nobody did. You killed my father. I've heard enough. Let's string him up. Hold on, gents. Keep out of this, stranger. And you too, Sheriff. We'll deal with him. And I'll get a rope. This is the Voices of the West. Hey, squeak strong. This is your sidekick, Bubba Louie. <laughs> Welcome back, Jamal Francis, Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. A little bit of a uh, quick drama grog. Yeah. That was always a favorite uh, comic. Uh, that was good. I like Hanna Barbera. They were good. Yep. I've got another cowboy quote for you. Alrighty. And this is a classic. I've heard it before. Reb Russell. He's, this is the quote from him. I had two expressions, constipation and relief, and I used them both. <laughs> now, this is interesting. Hey, it's not bad, man. It, you know, he shares a birthday with, well, he shares a birthday with the great Clint Eastwood. Well, you do, too. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Is that a hint? Uh, no. I, I, yeah, it's a I bl- just, blatant hint. I was just right. throwing that out. I've though. got it covered already. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. You do. You make out pretty good on your birthday. <laughs> Anyhow, I've got one here for you. Now, this is this is a regular col- uh, column in the uh, Western Clippings. There's a gentleman named O.J. Sykes. Yeah. He's been a music... Uh, he's probably the Boyd Majors of Western music. The guy is the authority. Really? And, uh, well, like, like Ranger Doug. He's, okay. like, up there in that same... Uh-huh. He, Rare atmosphere, and he does. He what he does is he reviews uh, Western albums that have come out, Western music, and uh, and he also lets you know how to get a hold of it. And this particular issue has two albums that he's reviewing. The first one is Singing Cowboys Right Again, Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, Tex Ritter, Jimmy Wakely, Eddie Dean, Rex Allen. Mm-hmm. That's quite that's quite a thing, and I'm trying to think how many. Of these, anyhow, each each one of them does four songs on the CD, and if you're interested, go online to British Archives of Country Music (BCAM). They're the best their best source in the world for Western music. They got stuff that even the studios and the, and the recording studios and the movie studios don't have. What is it? The British Archives of Country Music, BACM. And just to give you an idea here, also the other one that he uh, he reviewed is Gene Autry, Volume 10, The Dude Ranch Cowhands. And on that one, it's just, it just again, like, just to give you an idea of some of the songs that are on that. And these are the rare tracks, Dear Old Dad of Mine, What's Gonna Happen to Me, and there are two 1930 hits. Mississippi Valley Blues is a duet with the tenor Burt Dobson and the Cass County Boys. And, of course, the one that made him famous, Silver Hair Daddy of Mine, well, that's a duet with Dobson again. Uh, Merle Travis did a lot of guitar work on those. It's just, you know, it's just great. you got to wonder, why across, <clears throat> why is this place across the pond? Why, why isn't anybody... Uh... Well, don't think about this. We, you know, we, we love Westerns, but... I know, the music the rest originated... The rest of the, over, of the, over rest of the world seems to love them better than we do because they still want to see them. Well, it's the, the music, it's the music mm-hmm. that um, many of the, the country... And I, I don't like con- the term country I hate because country. it's not country, it's Western music. And, and a lot of that comes from folk music, mm-hmm. uh, British folk music, Scottish, Wales, Welsh, Scott, uh, Irish. Pirate shanties. Exactly, sea shanties. So uh, I can understand why the Brits would be. Yeah. And they're, you know, they, but they're, they've been very much into collecting this stuff. Uh, you go over to France, they worship Westerns. 
the Italians make spaghetti westerns, the Germans yep. make sauerkraut westerns, yep. and every other country in the world actually makes westerns too, sometimes adapted to their culture, but they're still westerns. Now, here's a, here's a funny one. This is going back to an episode of Bonanza called Caution, Easter Bunny Crossing. <laughs> and it's about four bumbling Brooklynites trying to make it big as outlaws when they encounter Hoss Cartwright, Dan Blocker, dressed in a rabbit costume to entertain the orphans. It may be way out silly for some, but the sight of Hoss as a giant bunny throwing Easter eggs at a gang of stagecoach bandits is hard to resist. And I've seen that. And he, he is just, you, you, uh, you don't need to do anything but just see the picture of him here. You know, you don't need to watch the rest of the show. It's hilarious. And now you don't have to watch Harvey either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, they, 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 one, of the, one of the regular columns that they pops up in here, it's just a little short thing, you know, a couple of inches, Jeremy, but it's called Western Boo-Boos. And what it is is they point out scenes that uh, went wrong or odd, oddities, goofs and stuff. And this is about, this is what it is. It's the fourth film in the final series of the three Mosquito B Westerns with Tom Tyler, Bob Steele, and Jimmy Dodd was called The Block Trail. And the fifth was entitled Santa Fe Scouts. There is no block trail in the block trail. Right. But at the climax of Santa Fe Scouts, the bad guys blocked the trail yeah. and the mosquitoes, <laughs> what do they have to do here? The mosquitoes stampede a cattle horde through it and break it up. Somebody, they think somebody at Republic may have switched the titles. Uh, was that Republic or Monogram? No, it was Republic. Okay, that's what it says here. Because that's right. They weren't mosquitoes. Well, maybe maybe it, maybe it was an infiltration, Ooh. like the guy from the National Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh, All right, we're going to do our next commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. We're talking about uh, Boyd Majors' great website, Western Clippings, and all the stuff associated with it. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304. 8, the Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at Tucson Trap You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder... 
Get a Renahan's to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahan's, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. This is Jerry, Geronimo Martin, and I am proud to tell you I am listening to the Voices of the West. Francis Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. Beautiful place. Great Beautiful weather. Place. Great weather today, man. I wish yeah. it was like this all the time. I, you can't see up. it behind you, but the birds are the little tweety birds are just flying all over the place, hopping and skipping. And behind you, too, is the diamond head of the desert. It's a beautiful rock formation that makes you think of the surf in Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. And uh, mountains around. And and the cows over here in the big corral. Longhorn cattle, by the way. Longhorn. Oh, long long place from home. (laughs) Well, you know, this is another interesting thing here. Uh, Boyd does a lot of reviews. He reviews the stuff. And the new movies, he is brutal on. Is he really? Oh yeah, he 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 he's like us. He's he's a silent, thirties, forties, fifties, TV guys. You know all the stuff that everybody grew up on in right, our generation, right, right. and but he he has his values in those values, mm-hmm. and but also in storytelling and history. So he looks at it really close. Now here's a little mini review. This is this is interesting because this this is the kind of guy that if I read he says something nice about a movie, mm-hmm. new movie, I want to see it. And I've I've seen clips from this movie, and this was a movie that I thought I'd like to see it if I could ever figure out where to find it. Mm-hmm. The movie's called Old Henry. It makes solid, mesmerizing uh, oh, proof. Oh, yeah. Wow, oh, what a great well, movie. Well-made film. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I'll, well, I'll do this real quick, and then Todd can maybe uh, tell us some more about it. But anyhow, he makes a solid, mesmerizing proof that the adult Western isn't dead. Noted character actor Tim Blake Nelson is Henry, a nowadays lonely Oklahoma dirt farmer who has set his past behind him, at least until he discovers a man with a bullet in his shoulder, a gun, and a bag of money. We wounded man has one story to tell, and the violent men pursuing him have another. Mm-hmm. All the while, Harry is determined to protect his only son. With gorgeous cinematography, terrific production divine, and stellar performances all around, especially by Tim Blake Nelson, this is an engrossing story from start to ending, streaming on several outlets, including Amazon, so it can be watched. Now, what do you fill us in there, uh, Todd it, and Harry? Yeah. Well, he he you, he, you he, know, you, he doesn't hold his gun. He he doesn't hold his gun like a farmer. <laughs> oh, that, that's a great line in there. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of clues here. You think it's going one way, and then it's going a totally different way. Yeah. I gotta say that Trace Atkins, as his mm. neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, a fellow farmer, is very good, good in this. Stephen Dorff, as a bad guy, oh, is man. always good bad guy. He's he's just an excellent bad guy. He yes. always is. Um, and uh, Tim Blake Nelson is somebody that uh, you can depend on him never to mm-hmm. phone it in. And yeah. uh, he, he, boy, you know, between. Uh, any of the other roles, I mean, like, you know, whether it's uh, Brother Where Art Thou right. or any of the other things he's done, he's he's got a great sense of humor. He can act in a dramatic way as well. He's just as good there. And this is just a well-made Western. Uh, and, it, and I love, you know, it unfolds and it takes a while to unfold. And you think it's going one way, and it ends up going a totally different way, and that's that's what's fun about it. And you know, Todd, that's the, what's the, the other thing is there is gratuitous violence in it, but it's necessary gratuitous violence. It's justified. Yeah, justified, yeah. Uh, in order, I think, to tell the story uh, better, that this, like everyone said, the cinematography was most excellent. A great story. It goes, and you think you know where it's going. And then it goes someplace else. And it was just damn good. Great. Damn good. good. Highly, highly, highly recommended. 
We'll give that one five silver saddles. We can do that. Now, I've tried, my wife and I tried to watch The Head of Joaquin Marietta, which is also streaming on Amazon uh, Prime Video. And this was filmed in Spain. And I, 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 I know a little of the history behind it, but man, this, this thing's got me. <laughs> This thing's got me washed all over the place. I have no idea if I'm coming or going with it because I can't tell if they're flashing back to a young Marietta or and this is why he's become the way he has or, or what the deal is. And, and so it makes it a little tough to watch. Really good. Great cinematography as well. Well, you know, that's interesting because why is it so hard to make a good Joaquin Marietta movie. You know, the, the uh, Banderas uh, Zorros are good, but that's Zorro. It's not really the real Joaquin Marietta. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What makes it so hard? I, I don't I don't know. Because talk about it. I mean, know, especially in nowadays culture of, well, you know, it's almost a woke story, but it's a woke story that's fascinating. Well, you know, when Todd and when I went to visit Todd the first time, we went to uh, the winery there, and uh, Dana was <laughs> telling us about his what Dana Merrill, his great grandfather ran into Marietta. Was that it? <laughs> I mean, yes, it was just, yes. I, the the whole area yeah. there is just steeped in that history. And it's like wow. I've read several books on uh, on his his life, and it is it's it's one of the great Western stories. It really is. I I, I don't know. You know, history is written by the victor, of course. Yeah. But whether and, and yes. the Gringo. And, yeah. But whether this particular history that everyone has been uh, told about Joaquin Marietta is true. Or how true it might be, I have no clue. Well, it's like it's like telling a story about Custer. You get you get so oh, many yeah, opinions right, right, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. viewpoints, and, and Earp the same yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I've got an interesting thing here. This is this is one of the things I really wanted to touch on while we're doing doing this. Uh, there always has a uh, section in here of it called empty saddles, which is people that have passed away within the last year, and they've just found out about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it starts out with uh, noted movie and TV Western author David Rothel. Now, he wasn't he wasn't right for movies. He wrote about movies, and he passed away this last year. Uh, his writing was always characterized by thoughtful uh, research, accuracy, and understanding of the Western genre. His love of Westerns and his dedication research will be missed. Uh, he has 11 books that are outstanding, and I will say in all honesty that if you don't have one of his books or you haven't read one of your books, uh, I might question your authenticity, <laughs> and I'll just I'll just name the book so you'll understand. Starting with, who was that masked man? The Singing Cowboys. His typewriter grew spurs. A biography of Franz Stryker, those great cowboy sidekicks. The Roy Rogers book. The Gene Autry book. Alan Rocky Lane, Republic's Action Ace. Ambush of Ghosts, A Guide to Great Western Film Locations, Tim Holt, Richard Boone, A Night Without Armor in a Savage Land, Lash LaRue, King of the Bullwhips. Wow. Now, if you had that library, you would have almost, I won't say a perfect library, but you would have one of the most complete libraries At least have. 40% of the yeah. bees, yeah, of the yeah. bee stars, yeah. And of course, and he goes on to mention Robert Blake, and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Lane passed away. She was, she was the the gal that replaced Roberta Shore on uh, Virginia. the Virginian, and she was a horsewoman before she ever got the job. So she was suited right in. Uh, Diane McBain was one of you know, one of the famous Republic starlets. Oh, and this is one of them. Be still, my heart. Stella Stevens, <laughs> and you know, with the Ballad of Cable Hogue and other things. Uh, Raquel Welch, another one, Be Still My Heart. Uh, a Puerto Rican guy who you might not recognize the name, but you would recognize the face, Gene Inglises. Uh, 
he did a ton of stuff. He almost always playing the Bandito and stuff like that. And then Walter Marish, the producer, he passed away. He, he was noted for the Magnificent Seven, Tall Stranger, Man of the West. Stuart Margolin, who was uh, Garner's sidekick yep. in Nichols yep. and in uh, Maverick, Brett Maverick. Uh, it's, 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 it's sad to read about these guys going, but, but it's, it's great, though, that somebody gives them recognition. Oh, here's the one I wanted you to read, Harry. It's a little lengthy, but it's Harry Lauder uh, commenting on on his career and movies. Uh, okay, Harry Lauder, the quickie quotes? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Harry Lauder, uh, in July 1975, he died on October 30, 1990. He says, I refuse to go to movies today. You used to be able to give your kid 50 cents and send him off to the show, but now you got to call up first and see what's playing. They used to make movies about the girl next door, but who cares about the girl next door anymore? Everybody knows what she looks like now, both with her clothes on and off. <laughs> oh, God. If the American public was given the chance, the cowboy shows would be back in a flash. Movies and television were intended and are intended to be the best vehicle for that form of entertainment. There's no way the sex movies or the detective shows on TV can provide that. I know that's what people want. They talk about it all the time. I hear it every place my wife and I travel. They say, boy, I'll never forget the time you almost got swallowed up in quicksand. <laughs> or remember the time you charged... Uh, charge put out of, of that fort surrounded by the Indians that's what the people want and we ought to start giving it to them again I'm all for it and if somebody would ask me I'd start filming to now I play the heavy in all the parts I play the heavy I'd rather play the heavy you can do more with the part be more versatile honestly I had so much work when I found myself doubling up this is Harry Lauder that we're talking about here one day I was filming a Gene Autry movie at one end of the set. I had to ride out of town with a posse chasing me. When I got to the other end of town, I had to change clothes, <laughs> jump on my horse, and ride through town with a Cisco kid and poncho hot on my trail. <laughs> we used to film three or four Texas Rangers show in a week and shoot different portions of the shows at different times. In each episode, I would twirl my gun once in the show for the kids' sake. Script girl didn't tell me one day what show I was doing, and when I saw the outcome, I twirled my guns in every scene. It looked like a windmill. One Death Valley Day show would cost about $9,000. It would run 10 times that much now. We used to work 12, 14 hours a day, play hard all night. They said there were too much violence in Westerns back in the 40s and 50s. Look at uh, what we've got now. I abhor what we're looking at today on the screen. I feel we'll return to the days of yesteryear. We all play cowboys and Indians anyway. That is, is that not, in, in a nutshell, that capsulizes it. It sounds like you. <laughs> sounds like you, Bunker. Ride, riding me. from one end of the town to the other, change clothes, and riding again. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I reckon so. Hey, we're going to do our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, 
archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Now, the way this story ends is that they get married. He goes on to become governor of the state. Never gets to Australia, but he keeps reading a lot of books about it. I get to be sheriff of this town. Then I go on to become one of the most beloved characters in Western folklore. This is the Voices of the West. Come on, you better hurry. Put aside your worry. There's no time to wear a brow. I'll pack my grip and travel. Watch the miles unravel. The railroad's coming to town. Francis Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. Uh, and our, our, and our, the West's most beloved character, <laughs> Jack Elam, man. Yeah. What a great cut. What a great cut. from Support Your Local Sheriff. Gunfighter. Great stuff. No, it's. Was it your gunfighter or I show? think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. In, in any it's way, up in the air. Somebody call way, in and tell us. In any way, it, yeah. it was good. It was, yeah, good, it was good. Well, you know, this is another thing here. We're getting now into another section. Uh, in this particular issue, Boyd covers the Indian actors. Yeah. You know, and I mean very extensively. He names a, a dozen or more. He starts out with Chief Yolo Achi, uh, who was in, you know, the famous... Famous for Red River and the mm-hmm, team thing with mm-hmm. Walter Brennan. But Yolachi started out 
as an opera singer. Interesting. Isn't that great? And then he moves on to Rod Redwing, and I want to spend a moment or two with him just because uh, it says it uh, goes here. Uh, he was able to get his gun out of its holster and fired in two-tenths of a second. He coached Alan Ladd, Glenn Ford, Jerry Lewis, Henry Fonda, Clayton Moore, Ronald Reagan, and many other film and TV cowboys. And there's some, a series of pictures here, and it shows Rod doing his famous trick of throwing a knife, then drawing his gun and shooting a hole in the wall in which the knife blade sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's... And then there's Jay Silverhills. You know, we could do a whole show on Jay. Uh, Chief Thundercloud, who was Tonto in the uh, Lone Ranger serial and a couple of other uh, 30s Lone Rangers. Who stuff. was not an actual Native American. No, Thundercloud was. No, he wasn't. Well, let me look here. Let's see. Uh, he was accepted into... Oh, you're right. He was raised on a ranch in Arizona. Uh, I forget which tribe he was accepted into, but he was accepted into a tribe. Then there was Chief Standing Bear. Chief John Big Tree, he, I, he was good. I liked him a lot. Uh, jumping around, Chief Many Treaties, Chief Willow Bird, Chief Thunderbird. Oh, and John War Eagle. Now, there's a face you should recognize. In fact, I'll show you the picture so you can say you recognize it down on the bottom. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, who was who we got here? Jim, uh, Jim Thorpe. So the worst. American uh, or English white person, the worst white person to portray an Indian was? Probably Pinky Lee. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. There's Chuck so many Connors. Bad. Chuck Connors. Well, he was bad. Actually, I've, I saw... Uh, uh, Jeff, good, Jeff uh, uh, what's his face? Yeah. He, uh, uh, Jeff Chandler? Thank you. But uh, uh, I Bill, thought Jeff Chandler was great as Cochise. No! I also liked Chuck Connors in, in Jerome. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Come on, Roberts. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> well, you know, I think the, the worst Indian was the stuntman friend of mine who did a uh, chief on F Troop, Bill Hart. Now, Bill Hart had such a... Uh, Western twang. It was, like, it was like the running joke on Stony Bird, getting him to say Bob Wire. He said Bob Wall. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't say Bob Wire. And, but I, well, yeah, but I would also say to you that in uh, uh, F Troop, uh, you know, you had the great uh, Frank Dakova as yeah. child, uh, Chief Wild Eagle. Yeah, and he I, probably I played more him. Indians than all the Indians put together. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. one of my yeah. one of my favorites is Paul Lind in the villainous. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> elk. And being down there watching him shoot it was even funnier. They should have just just shot the outtakes, you know. All uh, right, hey, we're up. We're coming up on the end of uh, the program here, fellas. And uh, next time we get together, uh, it's important for us to talk about uh, because we have a guest. Yes. Trudy Angel. And uh, Todd Roberts uh, found this young lady. She's the producer, co-director of a movie called, uh, or, or an organization called La Rakua. Todd, tell us a little bit about that and about yes, the minute indeed. that we've got. Well, uh, anyone who says... I'm too old to do anything, or I can't, because I don't know. Uh, you don't want to listen to that show because it's going to blow all your excuses out of your out of the water. All righty. Uh, this is a woman who, for 30 years, has been doing a pack trip from the southern tip of Baja, California, in Mexico, all the way up the old uh, Mexican-Spanish trade route. Wow. And she, when she first started doing it, she had her six-month-old daughter on her lap in the saddle. Goodness. And uh, she she did this trip. Now her daughter's a full-grown woman and, and so on. And she's, you know, she's a, just a, a, the, one of the purest souls I ever came across. And through the years of doing this, this pack trip ride, she met an old uh, Mexican vaquero who um, 
his great-grandfather or grandfather grandfather had done that route wow. so many generations ago hmm. and it was his wish to recreate the route that his grandfather or great-grandfather his ancestors had been using and so many generations before that and she said uh, she knew the route she knew parts of it not the entire route that he was talking about and she said you know what? I want to make a movie, a documentary of you doing it. So he brings, uh, he brings uh, one of his family members, and he brings his good friend who's a neighbor, and he brings his daughter, and it's just one of the most heartwarming uh, road pictures you'll ever watch. But awesome. it's not in a car. It's all on horseback. Excellent. And they're living the way they lived 100, 200 years ago. Excellent. And, and that's next time we get together. No Starbucks. Here on, yeah, thank you. Uh, that's, no Starbucks. That's what happens next time we get together here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm looking forward to 78, 79, 80 Western Clippings. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzig's Voices of the West.